everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts. I'm Bethany. And I'm Crystal. And we are winging it today, so we're just going to talk about whatever. Um, oh, first, huge shout out to YouTube. YouTube. I have like not... Like YouTube, like the band, or YouTube? No, YouTube. Oh, okay. YouTube. Uh, I haven't checked our analytics in like a long time on anything, like literally anything, our email either, because Crystal was like, hey, did you see this email from like two Tuesdays ago? And I was like, no. Um, we are at 130 subscribers now on YouTube, so that's awesome. I checked it, and I'll throw this little cute story in there, because... My oldest, Alex, knows what Crystal and I do, obviously, and, like, we have our merch, and he thinks it's, like, so cool that Mommy has, like, a t-shirt with her face on it, (laughs) and he's always talking about how me and Crystal are going to get one of those pictures, one of those frame pictures, and he's talking about the play button, you know? Oh, yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, when you get 100,000 subscribers, and he, like, for some reason in his mind thinks that we have, like thousands and thousands of subscribers on That's youtube so, sweet. so it's really sweet um because he was like well mom yeah you're gonna get that button soon and i was like no dude no i like the spirit it's there but no and i was like well let me go look and that's when i like looked up and i was like we have 130 subscribers he thought that was amazing you know not a hundred thousand but to uh, a seven-year-old uh we are famous. So, shout out to everybody that subbed to us over on YouTube. Um, I've been adding more and more shorts, which we've talked about it before. It's literally just my our TikToks that I make. When I have the time, I just go and upload them to YouTube. And YouTube calls their TikTok shorts, just like Instagram is reels. They're all trying to get hip and trendy. I still it. don't understand it, but you know. It's just like... You know how, like, when Vine was a thing, it was, what, seven-second videos or ten-second videos? Yeah. Or whatever. Or, like, how on TikTok you can upload to three minutes now. I think YouTube shorts, you can only have 45 seconds. So, as long as our hmm. t- TikToks are less than that, I throw it up on YouTube. So They're just trying to make our attention spans shorter and shorter. But, oh, mine already is, so. <laughs> uh, I know it. It's like a video is 30 seconds long and I'm like, can you just get to the end? And yeah, sometimes I'll, part. sometimes I'll see a video that I really, really like, but it's like two hours long. So I have to watch it in like segments. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, one day I'm like, okay, washing the dishes, I'll watch that. I can't even watch a movie that's two hours long. Dude, I always have five million things. Like we were in the car on our way home today and I was reading a book, listening to the radio, having a full conversation with Zach. And thinking about what we're doing tonight. And I, that was normal for me. You know? That was like What are y'all calm. doing tonight? Uh, we're being like old people and we're going bingo. Oh my god, that sounds so much fun. I've never done that before. Yeah, to us, that's like clubbing. You know? <laughs> for us. You know how like people our age actually go out to like bars and like- Do, do... they? I don't know. Do they? Not in my experience. Like, they do occasionally, but not all the time. I don't know. I don't know what people do nowadays, because we don't do what normal people do. But, yeah, we're going to go No, bingo. I think I, I would I would, I would, would actually say it's the other way around. I, think, I feel like what you guys do is what, like, a majority of... I do forget we're getting old, you know? 
late 20s, early yeah. 30s parents do. Yeah, so. we're not 20, 21 anymore. I forget that. You know, we're 30s. Well, and getting into 30s. So, yeah, you're right. Anyways, we're going bingo. Um, and how our bingo does it here, we've literally been going to this place since we were 18. So, I guess we were old people back then. They have, like, an intermission. You play for two hours, and then there's an intermission, and then you play for another two hours. And there's a Sonic right next door to the bingo hall. So, we normally bingo, and then during the intermission, we go get a burger and a milkshake. Aww, and it just like works that. out. It works out because you can literally like walk because it's literally right next to the bingo hall. So that's our plans for tonight. Um, but yeah, just thank you to all of our socials. If y'all listen to Bailey Sarian. Um, Instagram's doing pretty cool. We have a lot of stuff that's coming up when I get back because I think we mentioned it. We took last week as a break. I forgot that. Crystal totally had to remind me because I was like, oh, we got to put an episode up. Um, but I'm actually in Florida right now. <laughs> so if it sounds weird and there's stuff happening in my living room right now. Um, yes. And there's changes happening in my office. So if it sounds super loud and echoey, that is also why. Yeah. I'm literally hunched over in an empty bedroom uh, on my husband's laptop and his microphone making this work, living the dream. Um but yeah, just thank you to all of you guys, and we've had a lot of emails that I need to up my game and stop and start checking more often, apparently, um, of stuff that we have to do when I get back to Louisiana, um, and then get ready, because uh, we'll be moving soon, which is kind of sad for the I podcast. I think it's exciting. It's exciting, but sad. It's <laughs> I'm just so used to being in the studio together, so it's going to be weird. We're not together today, too. It's even weirder. Well, it'll have to be, like, its thing. We might have to. I mean, we're probably, I have already realistically planned it. You know me. I plan things in my head. And realistically, I have already planned that while you move, whatever month we figure out when it is and days and all that kind of stuff, like, when we figure that out, I realistically see us taking, like, a month or two off. Just because, like, you're moving. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, that's, like, a no-brainer. So, I, like, uh, I assumed yeah. that. And then, like, I kind of already planned, like, after that, it would be a thing where, like, we would try to aim for four episodes a month. But we wouldn't necessarily dictate when they came out to give us a deadline. So, like, if we could, like, get, like, three recorded in one week, cool. We did True. that. And then yeah. we could just, like put them out when we put them out but we wouldn't hold ourselves to like a like a super strict deadline until you got like settled in and you know, yeah your life back together and then it'd be like okay we can go back to normal dude that's yeah. what i that's what i had planned in my head because so. it's crazy this is this is technically our fourth move and I'm, when I tell y'all I don't ever want to move again in my entire life, they're going to have to bury me in the backyard of this place. Um, I ain't moving. Okay? I ain't moving again. Uh, but that's it. I've been rambling for seven minutes. I'm going to pass it over. I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. Life's been crazy. I did not read. I don't even know what Crystal's telling me about today. Um, so we're going to go on this uh, journey together, and I'm going to pass it on over. Okay. Sounds I, good. I just know the name of it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So this originally was supposed to be like a bigger episode where I was supposed to talk about three different things. And then was I this, just didn't want to write about three different things. Was this the place that your friend Sarah wanted us to talk about or no? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that worked out. And so then it was just kind of cool. And I was like, well, I just want to talk about this place because I was like, I could write about it and we'd be good. So um, the Whaley House is in San Diego, and it claims to be the most haunted house in America. Like, that is the claim. That is, like, what people write about it. That's what people say when they go visit it. Like, it is the haunted house of America. It has been on several TV shows, and if you Google it, you will find like tons of pages talking about ghosts that I've seen there. Those pictures that people claim is like proof of a ghost. And I will actually be in San Diego where this house is in a, like next week, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, I leave. Sorry. Um, so maybe I'll go, who knows? I have no idea. Um, but it does look really cool and the history of it is pretty cool. So yeah. Now, the Whaley House actually does have a really sad and intense history that does set it up to be, like, the perfect building to be haunted. Like, it's it's got one of those, like, backgrounds. And hauntings, to me, for me, in my opinion, are very hard to debunk. And that's not really my goal. Like, I'm not going to here to tell you if, like, this house is haunted or not. Um but I do want to tell you about it because it's a really interesting house and, like, yeah, just really interesting. Um, so, so, I will start with this part. I didn't write this in my notes, but, like, supposedly, when I'm just going to, like, I wish you could see, like, the, um, oh, God, what would you call the thing that I'm the doing? Quotation marks. Jesus. Quotes, yeah. Yes, like, little air <laughs> quotation marks. Like, supposedly it is haunted because of a particular person that died on the grounds of that place several years ago um i don't remember what his now name is and it's like eluding me it was like yankee oh god somebody something his name was yankee I don't remember what it was, dude. Like, I could probably look it up, but it was just, like, such a, like, thing that I could, like, couldn't find anything else out about. And I was just like, oh. I want to say. Oh, I'm oh. so sorry. I did find it. I found it. I found the, found the little thing. Um, it's the ghost of James Yankee Jim Robinson. That is he, not his name. <laughs> yes. And he apparently <laughs> had been hung where oh, God. this was because he stole a boat. All over a boat. Yeah. So there's James Yankee Jim Robinson being hung on this place. So that's the background information that you need for this whole thing, I guess. Like, that's like the start, maybe, kind I don't, of. I don't remember I don't know. it, but I'm pretty sure they did an episode of, of Ghost Hunters about this place. Um, They did. So I've pretty sh- much if like you talk about if, it if if pretty much if we talk about one of these places it's been on a paranormal t- yeah. ghost adventures 
Factor Fate, one of those shows, it's they're on it. Okay. So the house obviously belonged to the Whaley family. Obviously. Duh. Now, Thomas Whaley was from New York, and that is where he ran his family's business originally. His mother, Rachel, and she was from a family of locksmiths, and his father was a gunsmith. So when he was 25, he decided to follow like the California Gold Rush, and he went to San Francisco to start a new store. Well, this entire time that he had left, he had left this girl that he had been in love with and planned to marry, and her name was Anna Eloise. So she was like, that was like her sweetheart, and he wanted to go off, make like a better life for them, and then his plan was to come back and get her. So after two years of being in San Francisco and starting up this store with some people, someone set fire to this store, and he ended up losing everything. Like, everything. At this point, he decided to move down to San Diego and try his luck there. And it was there that he actually got into business with a few of his friends. And at this point, his whole goal, I guess, was to just make enough money to, like, go back to New York so that he could be with Anna and get Anna. Like, that was his first goal. He's like, I just got to get money, got to get back there. Well, finally, after getting back to New York and to Anna, they, like, immediately get married when he gets back. So, well, duh, right? Like, of course. So, just a few months after they got married, they decided to go back to San Diego to start their new lives. And this feels like a lot of traveling. And I just want y'all to remember that you can't just hop on an airplane and take a five-hour, six-hour plane ride from coast to coast. I was literally just sitting here thinking about that. That was a lot of coast to coast, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not that easy. (laughs) Um, Now, at this point, Thomas really just wanted to, like, make Anna a dream house of sorts. Like, he wanted to give her the world, basically. So he wanted to give her, like, the biggest house, the nicest house. Wanted to make sure she had everything she could have ever wished for. And four years later... $10,000 later, which you have to remember this, I didn't tell you what year this is yet, but like, this is in the, (sighs) this is in the 1800s. I probably should have like. Oh God. So that's a lot of money. Mentioned this. Yeah. So like when they, by the time that they had finished all this and moved into the house, it was 1857. Okay. So they had had, at this time, they had two children, Francis and Thomas Jr., and they move into this new house. And this is just, just for remembering of dates and stuff right now. This was August of nineteen of 1857. Next to this store, he built a huge granary. And then originally in their house, this, this beautiful new house that they made, they had made part of it a general store, but it was so far away from the rest of town that it just wasn't doing very good business. So we ended up buying um, a building in what's called like the plaza. So basically like downtown, I guess. Yeah. And it was here that he built 
had a small building. That's where he put the general store to be more profitable, where it was. So that was like where they act. That's where their business actually was. And they just kind of kept the granary off to the side of their house. Now, it wasn't long, though, before tragedy struck this family for the first time. Like, and when I say first time, like, this poor family went through a lot. Five months after moving into the house. So, they remember, they moved in in August. So, mm-hmm. five months after moving into the house, little Thomas Jr. passed away from scarlet fever in January of 1858. Jeez. So he died. And he was 18 months old. Oh, oh my God! So yes, little. he was a baby, and uh-huh. but at the same time, Anna was three months pregnant with her third child. Okay, and this would be their first little girl, and they named her Anna Amelia because you know her name is Anna Eloise I've or ne- Anna at least. I've Eloise, never. Yeah. I don't think I've. I don't think I've ever seen a mom name their daughter their same name as them. You know, besides Gilmore Girls. Oh, well, yeah, that doesn't count. I guess it does count. It's a good show. Actually, this is like a little side thing, but there was actually a girl on TikTok talking about how her mom had an inn when she was a little girl and she grew up around the inn and they had never seen Gilmore Girls. And to make it even crazier, her mom named her after her and they shared the same thing. No yes. way. Yes, and they had neither one of them had ever seen Gilmore Girls. I used to be obsessed with Gilmore Girls. Me too. And it took me a while to get my mom into watching it because my mom hated Rory with a passion. And so, like, I forced her to watch it until she I liked never, it. I'll be honest, I never liked her mom. No, I loved Lorelai. Rory got on I was nerves. not a Lorelai fan. I don't know why. I love her mom. The grandma or whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know why. And then the grandpa, of course. It was so sad when he died in real life. But like. No. Rory, Rory made me so obnoxious because she was like a brat. She was annoying. She was whiny. She I mean, just, yeah. Oh. She got, I don't on my know. Nerves. got on my nerves. I also recently found out that she that um Alexis Padel is like Argentine Argentinian and Mexican. I did not I think know it that. is, yeah. And she speaks fluent Spanish. Like that was her first language. I did not know that. Neither did I. That's it's really, really cool. cool. That's really cool, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so sorry. Um now Anna Amelia was born and Basically, after this baby was born, every two years, they had another baby. Oh, immediately, Um, no. Every two years, they had another baby. Immediately, Um, no. Now, two months, though, after the birth of Anna Amelia, there was another fire at their store near downtown. So, the one that was in the plaza. And it was deemed to be arson, as in someone set fire to it, but they were never able to figure out who it was, and no one was charged with the crime. What if it's like silently trying to tell them to stop having children? <laughs> like stuff, you know, like stuff's happening every time she's pregnant or like giving birth. This is true. But well, in an effort to get over this really tough year, because in one year they lost their son and then yeah. their whole shop burnt down. Burnt down. They decided to move to San Francisco. And it was here that Thomas ran a US Army commissary. And he was, like, part of um, a group of people who were sent to Alaska to set up the commissaries in Alaska or something like that. I was a little confused about it, but 
It was pretty interesting. Okay. Um, and then also he was a councilman for the city or something too. So I mean, that's have they that's, really got into like yeah, living like, there. Yeah. And they settled in and that's where they lived for 10 years until there was a really big earthquake that forced them to move back down to San Diego. So they only lived there for 10 years. Hmm. Now, once back in San Diego, they established a general store in their house again and started to rent out rooms to different groups in the community so that they could use and like store things in to like have more income. And in 1868, a theater troupe actually rented um, out a large room they had upstairs for practices and performance. And at one point, they were actually able to fit 150 people in this one room for this performance. And this house was also used as a county courthouse in San Diego for a short time. And there was actually a room above the granary that was like close to the house that had a lot of their files stored in that area, too. Dude, that's Good. smart. Like, that's that's business people right there. I know. They were like, like hey, this is our house, but we'll let you rent out every room yeah, if you want to. I have these extra rooms just to give me, like, I don't know, $5. Yeah, exactly, right? Probably not even that. That was a lot back then. It was probably, like, 25 cents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now comes, like, a little bit of drama. And by a little bit, I mean, like, it's literally two sentences because I couldn't find anything else out about it. But for five years during all of this, um, Thomas, the dad, just, like, ran off to New York under the claim that he went to settle his dad's estate. But, like, his father died, like, 35, 40 years prior to him going. (laughs) Wouldn't his wife know that? Yes. Like, everyone knew it. But, like, that's what he said. He said he had to, quote, like, settle his father's affairs. Dude, that's weird. Like, what does that mean? Like, like, does that mean, like, your True. father had, a, a, like, a child out of wedlock or whatever, and, like, you had to go pay them money or something? Like, I don't know what that means. Like, did you go and lie to everybody and you were... I don't know, but for like five years he was in New York. His wife was like, "Whatever, just." She's just like, "I got go. like these six just, kids, so like." Is that how many cool. they had? Yeah. Oh god. oh god. Six kids. You had Francis, oh Thomas, Anna, Amelia, George, Violet, and Corinne. Oh my god. Yeah. And then Thomas passes away when he's, like, 18 months old. So you basically have Francis, Anna, Amelia, George, Violet, and Corinne. Wow. So, okay. Now, during this time, though, the family is, like, barely making ends meet. Like, they're struggling because they have this huge house. They're trying to run this business, and the, their father, who yeah, is the businessman, is gone. Um, so during this time, their oldest son, Francis, ends up having to, like, get a job and is, like, completely financially supporting this entire family. So he's supporting That's himself, so... his four siblings, and his mom, and then, like, everything else. Oh, man, that dude need therapy. Right? That's, so there really heavy. wasn't a whole lot of other info about, like, all of this, but... I did find it kind of sad and funny and just, like, he just left for five years. That's, like, the typical went out for 
gallon went out for milk and then cigarettes yeah never came back man yes so we're gonna fast forward a little bit and in 19 night not 19 jesus in 1882 <laughs> i keep saying 19 I'm just i do it. it every time there's an 18 and something we have to talk about because it's yeah. not we normally don't talk about that yeah in 1882 this is also very sad sisters violet and anna so you know anna's the older one and then violet is right underneath her she was so Anna Amelia was born in 1858, and Violet was born in 1862. So Okay. So Violet was especially young. Um, they both got married on the same day in the actual Whaley house. So they had like a little joint wedding. What are the odds of that? I, I mean, I guess it's pretty cool though. Like if it they, is, yeah. Yeah. You wanted to have a joint wedding with your sister? Um, Anna actually married their first cousin, a man named John Whaley. And (laughs) (laughs) I was going to try to get through it without laughing. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Okay, carry on. She married her first cousin, a man named John Whaley. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. All right. And Violet married a man named... Oh, God. I'm going to try to say it. George Ber- <laughs> Bertolacci. Bertolacci. That's what I was going to say. Bertolacci. George T. Bertolacci. He is okay. not a cousin. Is he not related? He no? is not related. Well, um, uh, as it turns out, he's not even a really good guy. Oh. Well. So George writes this letter to Violet after they get married and is like, hey, I did all of this really bad stuff in my life and I'm telling you about it, but I want to be a better person and I want to change it and prove to you that I'm a good person now, but I need to tell you all this first. I have no idea what this stuff was that he did. They never say. I couldn't find anything. Um, If someone else could find something, please, I, Hmm. please, but I didn't find anything. Um, However, um, Thomas and Anna Eloise, mom and dad, were like, <laughs> no. And they tried to make the whole thing go away. And basically right after this wedding, Violet, not like immediately after, but Violet and George did get a divorce. And this was like complete humilia- humiliation, especially in the 1800s. Yeah. Um, so People didn't get divorced. Yeah. And so she was completely humiliated over this. So three years after all this happened, she ended up taking her father's gun and shooting herself in the heart. Oh, my God. In the house. What the heck? So that happened in the house. So at this point right now, we know that the little boy, he died in the house. And now their daughter died in the house. So it's pretty, pretty crappy. We're two for two on death their children i felt really bad for this family um she ended up leaving a note after she killed herself that said mad from life's history swift to death's mystery glad to be hurled anywhere 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 out of this world which is a poem by a poet named thomas hood but i actually really really like this note and uh this quote and 
this is very sad, but I think everyone knows this, that like, I really don't want to live a life where I have to be like taken care of because I'm not mentally there or like I have like my physical condition has deteriorated. And so if I ever start getting to that place, I want to move somewhere where like end of life, like, you know, like you get to choose how to end your life. Like, I want to go to one of those places, and I feel like this would be my last words. I just think it's crazy where, like, it's illegal to do that in some states. Right? Isn't it crazy? I just don't understand. I don't understand Like, you you can say, I really just don't want to be here anymore because I have stage four cancer that's completely eating every single part of my body, and I don't want to go through suffering, and I have three more months to live, and I'm good. And I really would just like someone to help me go peacefully in a timely manner when I get to decide when I leave, when I get to leave. Yeah. And that's illegal. That blows I, my mind. And I I feel like me and Crystal are able to say that because we've both watched a loved one die that way. And it really yeah. freaking like, sucked. I, I don't want to die that way. Like, <clears throat> I, if no. I get that bad, like I literally, yeah. and I'm not going to, and I don't want to do something like shoot myself because that's painful. Like, I'm already going to be in pain. Yeah. And I feel like at the same time, like, because it's illegal, we force people to have that decision. Yeah. Well, I mean, we think about it this way. And you know how I feel about the death penalty. But we won't let people like that that are suffering, you know, go on their own terms. But when it's, you know, an inmate's time, we give them the lethal injection and they go peacefully. Yeah. It's kind it's of messed, it's kind of messed up, you know. Like those people don't want to die, Sorry especially if you're in pain. Especially if you're in pain, you know. Exactly. So Term- besides- terminally ill people have yes, just as much right as other people, you know. Yeah. Chances are, every single person, <clears throat> if you don't know someone who's committed suicide, that's very rare. Oh yeah, um, dude. Like, like since I is, was young, <laughs> yes, it is very rare for someone to meet someone who hasn't that they don't know someone who's committed suicide and like if you don't know someone or like if you are someone and you don't know anyone who has taken their life Mm -hmm. then especially in high school i felt like it was happening for up for our high school i felt like it was happening like every other month yeah and if you don't know someone talk to somebody who you do know has lost someone so that you can figure out that empathy because yeah when someone decides to end their life on their own terms it's usually because they're in a really dark place that could be prevented yeah um anyway this obviously had a huge impact on the family oh yeah yeah and so much so that thomas decided to have another home built for the family that was closer to town um basically they just wanted to be out of the house that all this happened and like Oh, yeah, you don't want to think about it every time you walk in the front door, you know? Yeah, this was too much for them. So at the same time, though, when Violet died, her youngest sister, Corinne, was actually engaged to be married as well. And because of all of this happening, her fiancé ended up cutting off the engagement and ending the engagement because he said it was, like, too big of a scandal. All right. Well, she dodged a bullet. That's because what I said. obviously he didn't love her. <laughs> That's exactly what I I'm said. I'm sorry. I, I like, can't. Bullet dodged. This is too much for my reputation. 
Like, can you imagine? No, I would feel so <laughs> shallow and self-centered if I uh, – I'm so sorry that your sister just shot herself, but I we can't do this because people we like, can't We can't be together yeah. because your sister did this. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, what? Dude, read the room. Read the room. <laughs> read the room. Now – Fast forward five more years later, in 1890, Thomas Whaley actually died in the new house that he had built for his family after Violet's death. So five years after his daughter died, he died. Okay, so this is the dad, right? The dad, yes. Because the son's named after him, right? The son that passed away is named after him. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes, his oldest son is Francis. Okay, Okay. Yes. Never mind. So when Thomas died, he was 67 years old. Okay. Um, That's so when he was just old. ill, that this general death was just that he was ill and died. Okay. Um, so he probably just got sick or something. Who knows? Maybe he had cancer and died. You I don't mean, really back know that kind of then, stuff back, back then. Back then in the 1800s, like the common cold could take you out, like anything. So Five years after that is when Anna Amelia died at age 47. So oh she God. was the oldest daughter. What the heck? So at this point, the only surviving children that they have are Thomas, George, and Corinne. Okay. Not Thomas, Francis. Francis. Sorry, Francis, George, George and, and Corinne. Corinne. They have oh. now lost Thomas Whaley Jr., Anna Amelia, and Violet. Violet. Oh, man. Okay. So they have two boys and a girl left. Violet's such a pretty name, too. I know. Her name is Violet Eloise. Oh, that's pretty. Isn't that gorgeous? I love it. Now, at this point, Francis, the oldest, decided that it was time to start, like, repairing the house because it had, like, fallen down from them not living in it. Like, just they needed – it needed general upkeep. And he decided he actually kind of wanted to turn it into a tourist attraction because San Diego started getting a little bigger at this point. And it was, like, the most elaborate, opulent house in the entire city. Like, it was the house. Everyone knew how much it cost. It had all the finest things. It consistently had, like, fancy draperies and couches and all the fancy stuff that you, like, just dreamed of having. Like, this was that house. It's kind of giving me Winchester vibes. Yeah, kind of, just not bit. being just not like as big. consistently being built on. Like yeah, they just like yeah. built the house, and they're like, "Okay, this is a big old house. We like it." The end. Yeah. Um. So he decided he was going to redo the whole house and make it a tourist attraction, and he wanted to make sure that people knew the history. So he put up like a plaque outside talking about the history of the house and it being part of his family, named it the Whaley House. Well, it was already kind of called that, but like. The whole thing. And to kind of like make it like a fun place to be, he would actually set up inside downstairs and he would invite people in to listen to him play the guitar. So people would come in, listen to him play the guitar, and then they could like explore and enjoy the house and the grounds. So I thought that was a pretty cool like way of doing it. I mean, they were always business people. So they were like, let me just... Turn our house into, you know, a profitable thing. It was smart, really, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. So they did that for um, for a while while they lived there. And they actually all lived in that house until about, like, I think it was 1912. Um, in 
1913, that's actually when Anna died, Anna Whaley, his wife, um, Thomas's wife, and she died when she was 18 years, eight, not 18 years old. Jesus Christ. She died when she was 80 years old. Um, now it was a year after that. That's when Francis died. He died in 1914. And then George died in 1928. And then the only person remaining living in that house was Corinne. And Corinne just kept living there until she finally died in 1953 at 89 years old. So it was always like a tourist attraction and people could come to it, but it was also a private residence. So they all lived there. So it was pretty cool. Um, and it was kind of after that, that's when it started to become a museum. And that's kind of when they made it a museum. And it needed to be repaired desperately because she was an 80-year-old woman, Corinne. And she really wasn't doing that many, like, house renovations, I guess. And so she ended up... um so the people after ended up doing a lot of renovations, turning that into a museum. And it, that was pretty much when the reports of the haunting started. And people would say that you could see members of the Whaley house that died there. So basically the baby, you could like hear a baby crying, Violet, Anna, Francis, George, and Corinne, because they all died in the house. So like you could see one of them. Um People would claim that you could see the ghost of that Yankee Jim guy. I don't know how. Um, I did see something where it said that when the family, Wadley family moved into the house, that they heard heavy footsteps a lot throughout the house, and they always believed it to be the ghost of Yankee Jim. Um, and people said that they've seen him i don't really know how true that is so like it was already haunted and then yes all dying and it just added yes i mean but i never but i never saw anything about like it being haunted when they lived there that was just like a rumor that they people said that when they moved in they told other people that they heard heavy footsteps throughout the house and they thought it was yankee jim yeah stuff like this is like hard to like not debunk or want to debunk or like be credible because they just really want this to be a tourist attraction normally how yeah do you make something a tourist attraction make it scary so make it haunted <laughs> so like it is it is what it is yeah um right now like i said it's still a museum and in 2005 it was labeled one of the most haunted homes in america by life magazine and okay. um random Right. And then after that, um, of course, when something like that kind of comes out, you do tend to have like a lot of people like poking their nose around trying to get in. So since 2007, they've had a live-in caretaker who has lived on the property to prevent anybody from kind of like taking over. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. They did... They did a lot of really cool things in the house while people lived there, and there's a lot of really cool things about it today. Um, I think it's really cool that you can 
go to it and like explore it and you can buy tickets and they like from what I can tell it's like they do like a um I wanted to say cosplay, but that's not the right word. Like a reenactment. And so they dress in like period clothing and like tell you about the house and like walk you through the house and all that kind of stuff. And then you can actually do – you can do a regular tour of it or you can do a like scary tour, like a after hours paranormal investigation where you can like use like those like ghost detecting – whatever you want to call them, tools. And <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. Ghost. Ghost detecting tools. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like an EMF reader. Like a, yes. Like a spirit box. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can use those and you can go on a tour and see everything. And then they have a place online where you can – submit your photos to them if you think that there is a ghost in them that you took and so some of the pictures are flipping hilarious because I honestly don't know what people are seeing and it's just like camera flashes and orbs of just like random stuff and there are a couple that are like creepy but like yeah I really think it's more of like people freaking themselves out yeah yeah and it's just really funny. And I'm like, and some of them are like, have like arrows pointing at things. And I'm like, there's literally nothing there. Oh my there's gosh. literally nothing there. It's like when people are know. like, here's a picture of Bigfoot. And it's just like this super blurry blob of hair that maybe could be Bigfoot or could be a bush. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you can do that. Um, I'm sorry. You can use a K2 EMF meter. I knew I found oh, the Oh, there you go. You can use a Flux 2 paranormal response device. Oh. A Spirit Box SB11. Yeah. A FLIR thermal camera. I like Dowsing rods. Those are the little, uh, mm-hmm. metal bar thingies. And la- a laser grid system. Ooh, fancy. Yes. So, you know, if you want to go hardcore in it, it's like $30 or something. I don't know how much it was. I say while Crystal is in San Diego, she goes and does the night tour. I don't know about all that. Am I doing the par? Okay, I'm so sorry. The (laughs) the after hours paranormal investigation is ninety four dollars? Oh, what the what, <laughs> dude? They're making bank at this house. Those people knew what they were doing. They're like, we're gonna turn this into a museum, and then we all die. People are gonna take it my over. Fa- my favorite part of this is the Whaley House After Hours Paranormal Investigation is rated PG thirteen. <laughs> okay, okay, nothing over PG thirteen. No rated R. Okay. So don't expect anything crazy to okay. happen on your ghost hunting. Yes. There's only one night I could go while I was there. It would be a Thursday, and it's $94. And there's one ticket remaining. So I'd have to be by myself. Dude, that's Absolutely booty. Not. I'm not that's doing that. I'm not paying $94. <laughs> Essentially $100 because, you know, there's probably tax. Oh, yes. And there's probably um, a fee that you have to pay on top of it just because you're buying something online. Yeah. You're like, you know, so 115 120 by the time mm. you're 
done and over with. Yeah. That's expensive, dude. We're in the wrong profession. Right? We need to build a house and have a whole history for it and that be... It was a sad history, though. That was really fucking sad, dude. It's really sad history. They had, like, a really crappy family history, but... It's so weird when, like, a lot of, like, a whole family almost dies in the same house, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. How often does that happen? It doesn't happen very... The whole, well, I, know, I mean, like, a, a, all back, but like a couple then. of people, but still. Yeah, yeah, like five. What isn't it five? Was yeah, it the dad and then his yeah, dude and the mom. But she was in her eighty. She was eighty. I mean, it was her time at that time. Still super sad. It is sad, but like, dude, that house has been through some things. That the house has seen some things. Mm-hmm. If y'all heard all my clicking, I'm sorry. I really just wanted to look at the uh, oh, prices the... for this. And she wanted to tell thing. us the fancy names of all the ghost hunting equipment. Yes, I did. I was really excited about it. <laughs> Crystal could go and be a real life Zach Baggins, or she could be Aaron. Go, go stand or, in this creepy room. Or I by could yourself. go. I could go and take a shot for every time someone says, was this um, ancient native <laughs> burial grounds? I am. I would not come out alive. I can't. I would not I come out alive. I can't. Dude, I just. Anyways. <laughs> you know I would not come out alive. I feel like any phony out there. That really wants to scam people out of money. That's what they hit you with. I am sensing that this was built on an old Native American burial ground. <laughs> and then all you have to do is ask for a refund and immediately leave. Take it from us, okay? Just, just you're gonna have to take our take our word on this one, okay? Because there's some scammers out there, and they make good money. They make really good money. <laughs> Oh God, I'm just dead right now thinking about it. Thinking about how I know 100% if I went. They would brought, yeah. We believe the original family built this house on something. They would say something. I don't even know, man. Some war, some battle, some something. Always. Okay. Well, that's all I got for this one. I was just going to end today's, um, episode i couldn't think of the word i'm so sorry with something that's going to make everyone feel really old that's oh god okay do you remember like early 2010s there was this little girl on ellen and she sang the super bass song with her cousin or something or her friend or something like that oh yeah and they had the cute little tutus on yes are they british sophia yes i believe she was british yes okay Sophia, little Sophia, number one, she's 19 years old and she's pregnant. She's having a baby. (laughs) Okay. So I just wanted you to know that so that you could feel old because I did not know that she was old enough to even get pregnant because in my head she was like a little tiny, tiny girl. You said that was 2010? Oh, I don't know what year it was. I just remember it being like the early 2010s-ish. I was gonna say I was I was sixteen in two thousand and ten. I'm almost the I, I'm almost the age that she is now. 
Oh god. Oh god, that's awful. They were like what six, seven? I don't know, but she's when a baby. Because they were in their little tutus mm-hmm. and they were like twerking. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Oh lord. Yeah, so I didn't even know she was that old. So when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, she's old enough to have a baby? Like, that's excuse cr- me? She, that's I, crazy. I'm that old? Oh yeah, just enjoy that. Um, yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day. Realizing I like, that. I like to tell people that I remember when Snapchat wasn't a thing. Oh yeah. And Instagram I re- wasn't a thing. I remember when Snapchat was a thing and I use Snapchat all the time, and now I don't even know my password to get back into Snapchat, and I recently tried, and they told me that I was logged out, and I had to send a driver's license picture in and all this stuff, and I said, that ain't worth it. A driver's license? Yes. I never, I never really was into Snapchat. I had it me for either. like a couple of months, and then that's when Instagram started doing stories, and I was yeah, like, I never what's was... the point of having Snapchat if I can just post on Instagram? Yeah, I I didn't care. So, so I was done. Yeah. I hadn't used it since. And or back when you could only have Facebook if you were a a college college student. student. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Okay. Well, anyway, that's all. Um, I'm gonna let Bethany go play um, bingo, bingo, and I'm apparently gonna go get the boys in my house canes since. Um, oh, I did. We had. <laughs> I did agree a with Hell them. of a time getting everything to work before we got on here. So, dude, I um, swear when we're not together, every everything everything goes wrong. Goes even wrong. when we are together, I know. I don't. It's like, and then they, like uh, two seconds after we hit record, everything starts working. It's just. Not I don't fair. understand. It's it. not fair. I don't understand. It's it. not fair. Um. So yes, I'm gonna try to edit this as best as possible. But if you hear anything weird for either one of us, I apologize. Yeah, it's dude. Just, it's yes. like it's amazing we were able to even record right now. We've been so busy, and then stuff wasn't working, and then just I hate my cat. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I yeah. Say a prayer for Crystal's cats because they I all thought, got to be. <laughs> I thought put they're, outside. They're yeah. not. They're not. I can just say that because they're like my children. And it's like, you know, when parents say, I'm going to throw away my child. Mm-hmm. That, yes. That's currently what we're going through. And if someone out there tells and validates this and tells me that pets are not children, baby, this is 2022. Children are children. Pets are the new children. And uh, then, I, like, yeah, plants I, are the new pets. Yeah, I cuddle with my, my cat at night, not my kids. They sleep in their own bed. Like, we have to, we literally have to, like, wait until a certain time to go to sleep every night because only a particular cat can be in the room with us after a certain time because after a certain time, that one cat starts, like, screeching and growling at other cats to get out of her room. So then we have to shut the door and lock the cat in there, and then everybody at... Literally at seven o'clock on the dot every morning is scratching at the door, meowing super loudly, trying to get in the room because Tyler has not gotten up to feed them yet. And if Tyler is late by a minute, everyone knows. You just described a cat or a child. I mean, yeah, you're a parent. You're a parent. I'm so stressed. <laughs> you're a parent. So stressed. Anyway, that's all we got. Mm. Bethany's going to play bingo. I'm going to let everyone go. Yeah. And I am going to go back to probably disassociating from the rest of the yellow. So, yellow. Have a good night. I hope you win money. Oh, yes. Win big. And win big. 
everyone have a good night. Bye. Bye.